0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and oh my God, Clayton's finale of The Bachelor has been very, very hyped up. Some think overhyped. I fall somewhere in the middle. I think it was definitely a wild uh, first hour and then took another turn in the second hour. I could have done without the live aspect of last night's episode of the show. I think that the alums weighing in specifically Cassie was interesting, but overall we could have just followed them on Twitter and Instagram. I saw a tweet. I think it was Fran from Chicks in the Office saying, we'll listen to their podcasts tomorrow. Can we get on with how the story ends? And I think I fall into that category as well. Um, the two-night live finales are a little unnecessary. I think it takes away from the excitement of the second night. Um, the after the final rows of it all is one of my favorite parts. So I'm happy they're doing that live. I didn't like when that was pre-taped, which they did for like COVID reasons or whenever there's a serious drama. Sometimes they do that. Um, they clearly didn't do that here, but with like Ari and Becca, I feel like it was closed set. Maybe not. Maybe that was just back in the day with uh, Jason Mesnick and Melissa Rycroft. I can't remember, but either way, it was live and I'm doing a Full recap tomorrow with a very special guest, and I might even have a few minutes with Clayton himself. I don't want to make any promises because sometimes those things fall through, but I'm supposed to have a few minutes with Clayton Eckert himself. And I have a very popular bachelor alum to recap both parts with me, but I could not wait until Wednesday to break it all down because I have so many thoughts. So I'm just gonna give you a quick rundown of what I thought of part one of the finale, what people are saying on social, maybe some backstory to some of the stuff that Clayton said last week on His press run, if you weren't following it, that might give you some context to what he was thinking during some of this. Because I truly I have no words, but I also have endless amounts of words. I know how stupid that sounds, especially for a writer. But it's it's just there's so many sides to it. And I think just like when I did the recap with Kayla, a lot of people are making this seem so black and white, and I just I don't think it is because of the premise of this show and because of the idea that there are no rules. Do I think Clayton? messed up a thousand percent. Do I think he might go down as a bachelor who made some of the worst decisions in history? Yes. But I also think we in the moment say that about bachelors. And then when we look hindsight 2020, is it that different from what bachelors did before? Is it just, you know, at another scale or is it just because we're watching it right now and it feels like the worst thing ever because it's not that unsimilar to what past bachelors have done or is Clayton in fact the worst decision maker in bachelor history? I don't know. Um, but we're going to go through that and explore it together because like I said, a lot happened, especially in that first hour, the rose ceremony from hell was an entire hour. Part of me thought, wow, we could, we could have chopped this up. Another part of me was like the same way with the Becca Kufra and Ari breakup unedited, where it was like, this kind of feels cruel and kind of feels unnecessary, but also I can't look away from my TV at this train wreck. That's what I felt about the rose ceremony from hell. Of course, it starts off with Jesse Palmer introducing us on the live part, and he looks giddy. He is grinning. He is like, people have been hating on this season so far. I don't know. I feel like no one's really hating on him. It's kind of just like, yeah, Jesse Palmer's there. But people have overall been hating on Clayton, been hating on the season. But he knows that they, they were sitting on... Sitting on some pure entertainment, and you can tell in Jesse bomber's giddy face as he introduces it and calls it the most controversial finale in Bachelor History, which then of course leads us into the church. You guys, the church opening, I thought I was in Frozen for a second with the song. I don't know if you've seen the, the Disney movie Frozen, but the opening that that song that hymn almost sounded like how Frozen starts, but no, we're in church, there's a choir, I mean this choir. What are they thinking right now? Do they know that they're singing to a man who just had sex with two people in the fantasy suite? but is in love with the third one who he didn't have sex with, but he wanted to. And they're supposed to be helping him find clarity and Clayton's in there asking for clarity. But instead of God, he gets Jesse Palmer to just tell him to blow his life up even more. I mean, I just need to know everything about that choir. Do they, do they speak English? I know they're in Iceland. Do they even know what's going on? Do they know what the bachelor is? Um, and then we finally see the, I'm so broken. The I'm so broken that has been teased for months and months and months, since before Clayton's season even premiered, it was in that initial trailer, in December, I believe. And we finally see it. I'm glad they got right to it. If this aired, you know, this has been a hype-up moment, but he he has this, it's played when he's in church. So Clayton is broken. He's looking to God, kind of, for answers, but instead he gets Jesse Palmer, and he doubles down on what he said about how Susie and all three women wanted him to explore all of their relationships. So Clayton up until this point, and he's also said this on his press tour has, you know, said from his perspective, which I think this is a fair point that all three women were playing by bachelor rules. All three women were down for him to do what he has to do, meaning fantasy suites, meaning I love you, meaning whatever where Clayton, I think went wrong even more so than the sleeping with two of them is the, I love you because that feels like the one thing that is kind of sacred on the show. I know Ben Higgins did it. I know they've done it before. But he's not only doing it once, like in a moment of heated, you know, a moment of passion or a moment of, like, spontaneity. Clayton is saying I love you to anyone who will listen at this point several times. And we'll get into that at the rose ceremony. But I just feel like that's really where he went wrong even more so because the the intimate stuff could have been alluded to a little bit more um, the I love you, he can't, you know, deny that or not have it air on the show. The the sleeping together, sometimes they don't even say it. But he came out and said that, which was good for him to be honest. But as Nick Vile said, and we'll get to, left out the most important part of, quote, I told Susie I loved her the most. But anyway, he is saying all Susie had to do was tell me at any point beforehand Which I think is definitely an interesting point also when I said last week, I also do understand that there's not a lot of time for them to have these conversations and I don't think it's a bad thing for Susie to want the guy who's going to propose to her to not want to sleep with anyone else and not want to say I love you to anybody else. I think that's a very, very valid point. But you have to always kind of counter it with, they're on The Bachelor. The point of the show is to find the one you love the most at some point. I think that it's, it's, it's not black and white like people act like it is, but I think where Clayton continues to go wrong is he kind of starts to get it. Like he realizes this is not bachelor world anymore, but then he goes back to playing by bachelor world rules. Like you can't keep going back and forth. Like when he finally gets it and he's like, I thought we were, I was allowed to do this. You told me this wouldn't happen, whatever. At the beginning of this episode, he's still kind of there. He's thinking all she had to do is tell me beforehand. I thought that we were, we were allowed to explore. And now Instead of thinking real world, which in his heart here, you know, it's Susie still at this point, it shouldn't matter if Rachel or Gabby want to stay. It should matter that Susie left because he should be thinking in real world terms. And in real world terms, he wants Susie in bachelor show terms. He doesn't want Rachel and Gabby to quit. He doesn't want to lose that opportunity. He doesn't want his, his journey to end, or he doesn't think it should end, or he feels like he owes it to them to see it through. But in real life, We're past that point and it should have been at the point of no return, I think, where he should have gone to get Susie back here or just gone home and then we would have cut to, you know, he he gets back home and then he tells them, can I reach out to Susie? And we would have picked up filming there. The fact that he wanted to continue and see what was going on with Gabby and Rachel was, it was just a flaw. From that point forward, there was really nothing he could do right, I think, as The Bachelor. Were producers telling him to continue the journey? I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, Jesse Palmer immediately was like, well, Gabby and Rachel are here. Absolutely. But we have seen in the past where the show has ended early. Clayton, Colton, oh God, the freaking interchange of those two. Colton jumped that fence. He was no interest. He didn't even break up with Hannah G and Taysha. really. It was just like, oh, you're going home. You know what I mean? Not saying that we want Clayton to, you know, end up how... Colton did, the rest of that story wasn't exactly a happy ending, but they did stop production. They didn't keep going. Did they, were they trying to tell him to? Sure. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of suggestion that Clayton has been kind of like a producer puppet all season. I think there's something to be said for that too. I certainly think he was easy for them to kind of mold and shape to be this bachelor and he trusted them. And, you know, I think that he wasn't as used to being on the show and He wanted to go through the process and I definitely think they guided him and they reassured him in a way that this will all work out and that's why we saw last week when he freaked out of this was my worst nightmare. You said this wouldn't happen. He was kind of blaming production because he let his guard down and Susie left. He also said during a bunch of his press last week that in the moment, he thought Susie was trying to be the bachelorette. He was so paranoid from Shanae and from Sarah and from feeling manipulated by a lot of these women that he thought in the moment Susie wanted any way out And that she wanted to, you know, leave on her own volition and look like The Bachelorette. And that's kind of when he drew the line because she didn't want to fight for anything. He has since said that he, the next day, didn't believe that anymore and doesn't believe it now. Which kind of makes me believe maybe there is something going on with Susie and Clayton, which we'll find out tonight. But interesting that he said that he felt that in the moment, but by the next day, he didn't feel that anymore. I don't know if production talked him down from that. Maybe they told him Susie, you know, never said that. Maybe they put it in his head to begin with. And then he said, no, I don't, I don't want to think that anymore. It could be any of those things, a combo of those things. Emotions are heightened. We know Clayton has not been the perfect decision maker this whole time. And this was only amplified in these moments. And that leads us to our first shot of the snow and the ice, which the snow and the ice really almost ended up being the unsung hero of this episode. They used the same shot of the snow on the, so you could see it from the light, uh, light posts like six times in Iceland. And we're going into the rose ceremony from hell. It's interesting that Rachel's super nervous going into the rose ceremony, even though she did get the I love you and they spent the night together. Gabby is hoping that he finished figuring out what he wants and it's me. Sad. In retrospect, tough line. Um, they both look great. I loved Gabby's dress. They start looking around for Susie. They're bugging out. They're like, where is Susie? Clayton comes out in that hideous jacket. I mean, absolutely just a hideous coat. I'm sorry. His his fashion has just been not it. And again, they are bugging out. They start looking around. And it's almost like they're looking at each other. Well, I slept with him. Did you sleep with him? Did Susie not want to sleep with him? Is that why she's not there? I feel like their wheels are turning thinking, what did Clayton do to make Susie wanna quit? And it is is that something that I would want my boyfriend to do? That's how I was feeling. I felt like they were like, did, did Susie not put out? And that's why he sent her home because that's not why I wouldn't want to get end up with someone like that either. They're also friends with Susie. We know that these final three are tight. You see that later in this episode with Gabby and Rachel, but I, from everything we know that all three of them were close. So are they just worried about Susie? Are they worried about how Clayton treated Susie? Are they worried about Clayton? Are they worried about what this means for the show? Is he trying to leave with Susie? He looks sad. It's very an interesting thing to try to process what they're thinking in the moment. But he finally says it. I was intimate with both of you. I was in love with all three of you. Finally said it after all this build up. Kind of worth the wait, I can't lie. It was, it's, it's, it was excruciating. To quote Claire Crawley, didn't I really thought I'd say that. It was excruciating to watch, but like I said earlier, kind of a train wreck, kind of hard to look away. They seemed embarrassed, honestly. I wonder if they were mad that he kind of put them on blast for telling the whole world they slept together. Because like I said before, and like I talked about with Kayla, it was kind of implied on this show. Not always said. Um, obviously, Hannah Brown's season, they said it maybe Peter's too, you know, sometimes it is, I slept with you in the windmill four times, whatever other times it's not. And I think part of them were embarrassed. Like now we, everyone knows it's on camera, you know, on, they're not going to not air this, um, that they slept together. And I also think they're obviously upset. Their wheels are turning. They're trying to process what this means for them, what it means for how the show is going to air, what they're going to look like. And actually, you know, what it means for their feelings for Clayton, because All things said and done, I do believe that both Gabby and Rachel and Susie all do have feelings for Clayton. And I believe Clayton has feelings for all of them. I just believe he's done a very bad job of trying to process them in bachelor terms and in real world terms, because there is a certain point on this show, if you want it to work in real life, where you have to start thinking about real world consequences. I genuinely believe that. There are people who are saying Clayton did nothing wrong. This is the show. That's definitely a fair argument. But if you want something to work in the real world, you have to think we're going to be watching this back. You have to think more than 30 seconds ahead. And instead he did the absolute opposite. He did open it up to questions like Clayton was about to have a town hall meeting. Who wants to know why Susie left? Do you want to know who I love the most? Like it was kind of a weird thing. Like the last thing he should have done is do this to both of them at the same time, in my opinion. And now he's opening up to questions like we're 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 at a meeting and anyone can ask what they want. Rachel's sobbing very quickly sobbing on the floor. Um, her The echo of her sobs was was something else. She's got a broken nail. I don't know if anyone noticed that. It's getting a lot of attention on social. Rachel's got a broken fingernail. She's unhooking her dress because she can't breathe. And she is just sobbing. And then when you see Clayton talking to Jesse Palmer, I wonder if those sobs were happening in real time or if they just kept replaying the same soundbite when they aired it. Because it did sound like a similar sob on repeat like they looped it in like I don't know if you remember a few months ago I had Jacqueline Tremble on the podcast and she talked about how they used her crying during Becca's breakup with Ari, so I don't know if necessarily Clayton was actually hearing Rachel sob that hard, or and that echo was as bad. Maybe he heard it at some point, but I don't think it was it was as much as it was because I think he would have gone over to her quicker. Maybe he did, and they just didn't air it like that. Also, she's sobbing, talking to a producer, and it's also like if you're Clayton, what do you do here? Because whichever one you go to first, it's going to imply that you care about them more. And they're clearly already ranking this in their heads because that's what this has turned into. And it is what the show is all the time. That is important to remember, but it's just tough to say it out loud. You know what I mean? Like We all know what we're here for, but to hear someone be able to say it out loud to their face, I love you the most, or I want the one I love the most, it just sounds so icky. But it is the premise of the show. So there is something to be said for that. Clayton is thinking in show terms. When it's too late to be in show terms, I know I'm repeating myself, but that really is what I think it is. We do see Gabby come back first. She's questioning his actions versus his words. She says, "Whoever he says, whoever I picked, the love most, I love the most." She says, "Not the right answer, dude." She says, "Why wouldn't you save it?" Meaning the "I love you," which is a great point, Gabby. Um, she says, "I don't think he's being fair right now." Thinking there would be no consequences. Love is not measured. She's getting that bachelorette edit. She's quoting Rent. You know, how do you measure a year in the life? How do you measure love? Again, kind of measured on The Bachelor a little bit because you do pick the one you love the most on the show. However, that brings us to he loves Susie the most. So why is he even bothering to try to salvage these relationships? It's different. In the past, remember Desiree Hartstock? She was on the show probably, probably a year ago at this point. This show, not The Bachelor. That was long before then. She wrote a book. And Des's narrative was always, she settled for Chris because Brooks left. And in the book, she talks a lot about that and how she did in the moment thinks Brooks was the one for her, but it aired also in a way that it really felt like she never even gave Chris a chance, whereas she had all these explanations of how her relationship with Chris and Brooks were just different. And she thought the kind of love was the one she wanted with Brooks, but the Chris love was solid. The difference between Des and Clayton Is from what I can remember, I don't believe Des ever said, I love Brooks the most. And you know, then really making it seem like the other two were consolation prize, like said it out loud. She, from her perspective, it aired that way, but she was just heartbroken he left, but got over it quickly, was able to get engaged, was confident they're still together. So with Clayton, it's it's hard to think that it's not airing accurately because he did tell Susie he loved her the most. Whereas with Dez, she's saying the show made it look like she was more devastated over Brooks, but she really just got over it and picked Chris. That's happened before. A lot of times there's a narrative. Michelle and Nate, more recently, people think that Brandon was the one, and you know Rachel Abisolo, Brian and Peter. People thought Peter was going to be you know give Rachel the, be the love of her life, and that Brian was a mistake. It's how it aired. With Clayton, we have it from his mouth. I love her the most. We've never seen another lead say that and then still try to get back together with the other ones. As far as I can remember, I try to be historian here, but I know I'm not perfect. You'll tell me if I'm wrong, I'm sure. But then it's Rachel's turn to talk to Clayton. You know, she's still spiraling. How do you even say that loud? In love with all three of us. She tells Clayton she doesn't feel special. Makes sense. Clayton says, I know that that doesn't make sense, but it's different with each of you. And I think that, again, there's something to be said for that, but it's just so tough to hear out loud. Um, Rachel says, I'm so in love with you. I feel like my heart is breaking. He tells her he loves her again. I care about you so much. With Gabby, it was definitely a little more hostile between them. With Rachel, he had his hand on her leg. She kind of seemed to be wanting comfort from him, whereas Gabby was kind of ready to tell him off. Both, I think, fine reactions to you know feeling betrayed by someone. But it looks really bad the way he was comforting Rachel if he doesn't end up with her. And from everything we know with the rest of the episode, it doesn't seem like he's going to. So why go to these great lengths to reassure and say, I love you again, when when in your back of your mind, you don't know if it's going to be her. I feel like he was giving them both similar speeches, and it's just going to age so poorly. And it's not thinking two steps ahead. And it is kind of thinking, I want this to work for me, but I don't care how it ends up for you. And I know Clayton does care about both of them, but I just can't wrap my head around what he thought was going to happen here. Gabby says no, when he gives out the roses. This was, I think the most wild part of the episode is Rachel's face. When Gabby says she can't take the rose and says, I'm sorry, do you want to walk me out? And Rachel is shook. It's like, instant regret on her face I think unless less of relief you would think in the it would be like relief like does that mean I win but she's worried about being that consolation prize and I get it I think she's thinking we see this through he likes both of us but he'll know how could you not know after everything after all of this how could he not know between the two of them which one and both of us need to be the end of the process the show has this number of weeks for a reason let's figure out let's let's feel out the rest of the process and then pick so I think Rachel's in that reaction was I don't want to just be win by default because what if I was third place here? What if Susie was first, Gabby was second, and I'm third? But then I think she's also thinking, he just told me he loved me like two seconds ago and that all the loves are different, but we'll figure this out who I love the most. So maybe she's like, okay, does that mean it's me? But no, because he was gonna give Gabby the rose and she said no. So I get Rachel's panic here. Kind of hilarious though. And then, you know, you have Gabby's line that she doesn't want to compete for love. That's definitely ironic because that's what the show is. But she also says, you know, just say you're sorry or something. I think we didn't really see Clayton be super, super apologetic here, I think. But he was trying to beg her to stay. And I'm truly surprised, truly surprised that Gabby came back here. Nothing Clayton said that they showed at least convinced me that she shouldn't go with her gut and and take him back from what I saw. Maybe there was more that they cut out. Maybe it was a producer telling Gabby It's gonna look way better if you stay. You owe it to your both ways. It could be you owe it to yourself to stay and see this through, or you'll look like a great bachelorette if you stay. Maybe they said both. Worst comes to worst, you'll look like a great bachelorette. Or worst, you know, best case scenario, Clayton's gonna pick you, and you you should stick it out. Maybe Clayton said something that they didn't show that was truly magical, and she felt like she had to stay. Could be a combo of all three. I don't know. Part of me thinks he can't stand being rejected by them, and he wants to eliminate them. Does he only want Susie because he can't have her? He keeps saying these things like, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know. Kind of a cop-out, in my opinion. Like, we know you don't have a crystal ball, but you also know that you said I love you to three people and you loved Susie the most. So why are we doing this to Gabby and Rachel? And it's only, this all took place in the matter of like, what, 48 hours? Because Gabby says, I mean, maybe it's the way it was edited. And Gabby says, you know, I feel so much better than yesterday when she meets the parents. So if we're believing that, if we're believing what the show showed us, that would be Rose Ceremony from Hell. Next day, Gabby parents. Next day, Rachel parents. By the end of Rachel meeting the parents, he's still thinking about Susie. So this is a 48-hour period of convince these women to stay. Oh, wait, I like the other one who left the best. He knew it deep down his the whole time. I get him wanting to finish his process. I get the producers probably encouraging him to finish his process. But I really, really think if Clayton thought for like 30 more seconds, he would have known that this wasn't going to end well. And to give both of them these empty promises of let's finish this show out and see what happens to then go back to Susie. It would have been tough enough if he said all that stuff and then picked Rachel and had to, you know, listen to Gabby confront him about it or vice versa. But the fact that it's Susie makes it so much worse because he said it to both of them. Um, You know, it's tough. When Gabby does come back, um, it's also kind of twisted just to see how happy Rachel is because, you know, in theory, she should be happy that she'd be the last one standing. I also definitely think she was just worried about Gabby. And I think, you know, obviously she doesn't want to be the Constellation Prize, but it's just kind of funny to see her like happy that she came back and wants her to take the road. She wants there to still be someone else in the running. It's it's interesting. Um, His family comes in. I think they came out looking great. Super happy to see him to a real quick, what the hell are you doing? Clayton's dad, you screwed the pooch. He's still talking about Susie he gets a little mad at his mom when his mom suggests that someone like Gabby could feel like second place. And how was she supposed to, you know, get to know her? If you're telling me, you're still thinking about the Susie character. Um, but his mom and dad are both super nice when Gabby shows up. They seem to really like her. I thought it was fascinating that his dad respected Gabby for walking away. Um, his parents just seem to be really level-headed. And if anything, disappointed in Clayton for not thinking a lot of this through. And maybe falling for what the show sets up for him and thinking they raised someone who would have more foresight. They don't know what it's like to be on the show. Clayton tries to explain it to them and explain that specific part of it to them. But they seem disappointed in him. Rachel's... The only thing I wrote down for Rachel meeting the parents was Clayton's brother doing the spawn about the Airbnb. They were great there. I feel like they were giddy and kind of making fun of Clayton the whole time they were on social too. And they kind of treat this a little bit more as like something silly where his parents are just not buying him being in love with these three women. I, I don't think so. I thought it was great when his dad said, why is that? after Clayton, you know said he thinks it's Susie now. after they both seemingly liked Gabby and Rachel. I think all those both of those meet the parents situations for a weird finale and a weird circumstance both went better than a lot of them do, to be quite honest. I think again, like I said, they're more mad at Clayton than they are about not liking the women. It's the opposite of Barb Weber, where Peter does no wrong. Clayton's dad was like, you do wrong, dude. Clayton's takeaway from his parents was that it's Susie. My takeaway from his parents is that he should've gotten the hell out of this and his parents should have been like, dude, Don't do it. It's not worth it to try to go get her. Um, This you're going to look stupid. I do think, you know, but then that brings us to the point. Is it worth it for Clayton to go try to win Susie back? I guess so. I guess it's the only way to salvage it, salvage this whole thing. It totally, totally discounts Rachel and Gabby. And I know he can't control how he feels, but it's just so fresh off of him convincing them both to stay. It feels like, what are we doing here? It really does. Um, And, you know, if anything, I guess it could make Susie, if she's watching this, be like, oh, wow, it was always me. And he was just saying these words. And if I can get past the fact that it was a show and he was stressed about it being on a show, it was always me. And maybe they have a chance. If you're Gabby or you're Rachel, you have to be fuming right now. I mean, you've lived it and now you're watching it. It's impossible. There's a theory going around. Maybe they're both going to be The Bachelorette the same way they announced Katie and Michelle because Jesse Palmer did that tease. You think you know, but you don't know. Could mean anything. They keep saying playing out in real time, which makes me think Clayton and Susie do not leave together. This is just a prediction. I have not read anything. They don't leave together. Either he asks her to date. If he tries to propose, you guys, I'm going to lose my mind because that would be insane. Oh my God. If he tries to propose, I I will. I've been trying to see Clayton's side of things, but if this guy tries to propose, I might, I might you know, I will lose it. Um, it makes me think that either they left together and broke up again since, and it's been on and off since the show's airing, or they don't leave together, talking about Clayton and Susie, and he is still trying. To, he's going to like give her, he's going to, do some grand gesture at AFR and see if she wants to try to date kind of like, you know, Hannah Brown with the, do you want to get a drink with Tyler? Maybe that's what we're going to get. Maybe we're going to get a asking Susie out, start fresh, real life terms. Look at Matt James and Rachel Now, kind of worked for them. Very different scenario completely, but I'm just saying bad ending, bad after the final rose still together. The only other thing I wanted to touch on was the Cassie situation. So Cassie, was there obviously and she was one of many you had caitlin you had michelle which those two both made sense because caitlin's been very associated with their co-hosting michelle Clayton's on a season nick vile makes sense in the fact that he's always commentating but you know him his relationship with vanessa wasn't exactly bachelor success claire crawley definitely head scratcher in my opinion her run as the bachelor was quite um interesting and non-traditional she looks great though Claire looked great. She looked pretty. They all looked great. Um, Rodney, one of Clayton's friends, maybe trying to get some sympathy for him. And Cassie makes the most sense as far as giving advice to a Susie. You know, it is a similar situation of Colton wanting to leave or feeling like his, his top pick left when there was still two other women left. That's clear where Clayton is. But instead of leaving, he tried to see it through with these other two. And it's like... If it if To me, it's just if it didn't take so much convincing. If the women were willing, if Gabby and Rachel were willing to try to give him another chance and he was just like, all right, let's do it. It'd be one thing. But the fact that he took so much time to try to convince them to stay is where it went wrong, in my opinion, or one of the many reasons it went wrong. But I thought it was really interesting to hear what Cassie had to say. If you noticed when Jesse Palmer said Clayton's, Colton's, oh my God, Colton's name When he asked her the question about Susie, her face widened. You could tell I feel like she had like a moment of why did I agree to do this? Because there's a lot of things that have been said in the past. And from what everything I've heard that Cassie and Colton have very strict restrictions on what they can say about each other for what I would assume the rest of their time doing media. But she did say... I was having deja vu watching this. I know every situation is so different. I think the fact that Susie left in the first place just kind of shows she really stuck with her intuition and was right. As hard as it was, she had to leave. And I hope that if he does go back go back to get her, I would assume that part was, which is seeming very possible that he's going to, that she doesn't feel the pressure, whether that's pressure from him to have a relationship or pressure to give a happy ending to the show or pressure because when she initially came on the show, she wanted to find something. I hope she sticks with her intuition. I think that's a very valid point all around. I think Susie could feel a pressure from the show, from you know wanting to salvage his relationship, from really liking Clayton and not wanting to give up, from being put on the spot. It's tough, you know, these these proclamations of love. It's like a public proposal. How do you say no in the moment? You don't wanna hurt someone's feelings. That could be why Susie does maybe give him another chance if she does. So I think that was interesting. Colton was on the Almost Famous podcast with Ashley and Ben on Monday. It dropped shortly before the live finale and I believe it taped either that morning or on Sunday. But they did know at that point that Cassie was going to be there, Ashley and Ben. And they told Clayton, oh, Colton. Oh, my God. They told Colton. And he already knew, too. He said, I did know she was going on. One of the producers texted me to give me a heads up, which obviously they don't even owe me at this point. But I did appreciate it. Whatever she needs to say, I always said from the very beginning, whatever she has to say or vent or do, I obviously have no control over. It's whatever she feels she needs to do. Which like, What could Colton say, right? Like he has to say that. Cassie can do whatever she wants, but she totally can. I thought it was an interesting choice that she agreed to just because she seemed to kind of put the show behind her. Part of me doesn't blame her. It makes you relevant. You're on TV. It's fun. It's cool to be on TV. She looked amazing. Another part of me is like, why put yourself, open it up to that and then be in those headlights again if you get so upset that your name is associated with Colton. If you're doing something Bachelor related, it's going to be associated. It kind of is what it is. He also noted, Colton noted to Ashley and Ben that the producer said he they didn't foresee his name being brought up. Then he said, I've heard that before and it took a completely different turn. Seemingly hinting at that Cassie created um, seasons ever in, during that messy part of their breakup before the restraining order, just before. Colton said, mentally though, I'm in a much better place. This is a very similar situation to right before my spiral, you know, where I reached out to the producer and sort of begged them not to like contribute to my mental downfall, downfall but now I'm in a really healthy spot. spot. I have the love of my life to support me. I have my family. I have a great group of friends and I'm not going to watch, but I'm also like excited if she needs to do whatever that looks like, then so be it. If that's what she needs to do, whatever that looks like, then so be it. So kind of an interesting thing just because people have been comparing Colton and Clayton and because I've mixed up their names seven times just in this recording to get Cassie there. I think that's why she was there. Like I said, I think there's something to be said for similarities to her and Susie in this situation. Hopefully it doesn't end the same way for many reasons for Susie and Clayton as it did for Colton and Cassie. Um, But I'm very intrigued to see what's going to happen tonight. I think a lot of it is going to play out in the live part. I think Gabby and Rachel are going to come out swinging on after the final rose, assuming, you know, from what we see, he's going to tell them, it's not you, I'm going to go try to be with Susie. And then we have to see what Susie says. So I will be back tomorrow with a full recap with a special guest and with a few questions with your bachelor Clayton Eckerd. If you have any ideas for ways to get the most out of a quick rapid fire with Clayton, please DM me. Um, I love getting your messages during the show and come back tomorrow for more of the bachelor finale.